Welcome to the Mom Boss Motivation Podcast. This episode is part of a series called Moms Inspiring Moms, where moms share their mom boss journeys. I hope you enjoy it. Love you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Mom Boss Motivation Podcast. And we are recording a beautiful episode of Moms Inspiring Moms. We have Jessica here, and I'm just pulling up her bio because my screen went messed up. But Jessica is a business and mindset coach based in New York. She helps entrepreneurs elevate their leadership and communication so they can increase productivity, remove roadblocks in their business, and increase performance in themselves and others. Prior to starting her business, she climbed the corporate ladder in in a competitive industry for a top five international bank. During her tenure, her team brought approximately $4 billion in originations year after year, which was by far the largest of any team. She is extremely passionate about empowering people and helping them to evolving their mindset, which results in positive impacts in their business goals and life as a whole. Her passion has led her to become a certified, become certified in several Franklin Covey programs, such as Seven Habits of Highly Successful People, Leading at the Speed of Trust, Six Critical Practices for Leading a Team, to name a few. Yes, that was a few, <laughs> as well as becoming a certified mentor. So I'm so excited to have Jessica Rivera here, and she's part of the Boss Up women crew and um so excited to meet you did I miss anything on your bio oh my gosh no that was definitely a mouthful for sure (laughs) um so let's talk let's start with mom life how how's mom life going and yeah you know we all deal with mom stuff so let us let us have a glimpse into your mom life yeah um And so I'm definitely in a new season of motherhood. And so I had my first son when I was 19 years old. And so he's 27 now. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. So I have a 27 year old and a 20 year old, which obviously puts me in a new phase of life, right? They, They are young men. And so my life feels a lot calmer. And so it's kind of like what I missed out when I was younger, raising kids from, you know, being a mom and being responsible for other people's lives since I was 19 years old. Now it's almost like I get my life back a little bit, a little bit, because they still depend on you. (laughs) It's like, I still need my mom and dad, right? So they still need me. Um, So it's, it's a never ending, but it's just a completely different season of my life. Yeah. So at 19, do you remember, like, you couldn't drink yet so like a fish like legally you know so like I remember when I turned 21 I was like oh I'm gonna drink but you couldn't do that um how did motherhood change that and how like what perspective did you gain from having your child at 19 yeah you know I put a lot of thought into this so I, I think for me I had made a decision that I was going to have a child and it was kind of just like us against the world. Like I was going to make sure that he had a great life. And I had really, really an amazing support system. My parents are still amazing. They were amazing back then. And when I say amazing, it's that they allowed me to um, be a mother, but also have a life. And so they 
you know, I, if I wanted to go out, I could leave my son there and they stayed with him. And, but then when he woke up, of course it, it was on me, yeah. even if I got home <laughs> o'clock in the morning, I still had to wake up early with him yeah. and be responsible. But, but it, it was a nice balance. And of course, you know, it's kind of like he and I grew up together in, in, in a way. I mean, I was only 19 years old when I had him, mm-hmm. uh, but that's what really, I, I think that's where my drive came from. Like, yeah. Nobody was going to tell me. I, I remember having a conversation with my sister. Uh, I was probably uh, late 20s telling her, well, I have to make the same amount of money, if not more, than you and your husband have right. to make. And so I just wanted to make sure that I excelled, which really had me driven, but I also worked a lot. Yeah. A lot, which so, then kept me away from the boys because yeah. I was working so much. So that brings us into like how your career started and just all these accomplishments you had because you had that drive, like Mm -hmm. how did that life differ from now? Can you bring us like from then to now? Yeah. Yeah. So I think um, when we think about like our own limiting beliefs and how we stunt our own growth without even really knowing it, I, I was speaking not too long ago on my Instagram about how I felt so bad about myself because I never finished college. And so I think I was limiting myself in my mind to being like somebody's assistant. Right. And so what, what happened to me was, you know, I would, I would work for these big firms and I would, I was somebody's assistant. And then one day out of the blue, a friend of mine called me and asked me if I wanted to join his organization. Um, and he had a car dealership, right? And so I didn't know anything about car dealerships, but he was like, listen, you can make a lot of money. And so I was like, I need to make a lot of money. So sign <laughs> me, <up>. <laughs> <laughs> me up. But I had come from a corporate environment. And so when I started working at the dealership, I was what they call the finance manager. And I didn't even know what that meant at the time, but uh, that's what I became. And then I ended up going back to the corporate world on the banking side for a bank, um, doing auto loans. And then I started running teams. And then my, the more I started meeting people that were like, you don't need all of this. Like there were people in the car business that were making so much money and didn't graduate college. And then there was others that did graduate college. It was like a mishmash of people. I used to call it the land of the misfits and I was part of it. So I felt like it was okay. (laughs) You had all walks of life. I mean, you had people that came out of prison. You had people that graduated from great colleges. You had everything in between, which I loved not being in. That was one of my favorite jobs. I remember because I felt like I could just be myself. I didn't have to be this corporate person, right? right. I could just be me. Um, but I still love the corporate structure. So I ended up going to a bank and then that's where I really started to flourish. I really saw my potential there. But even there, I still had that imposter syndrome. Yeah. I still felt like, oh, I don't want them to ask me where I graduated school from. I don't want that. Because everybody thought I was so, like, polished. And meanwhile, I'm like, I'm faking it until I make it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and so I started leading teams. And I really grew my career there. Okay. And, um, and then that's when I started coaching on the side. Because my favorite thing to do was to see people grow. And I think part of it was because I had seen and stunted my own growth and saw the potential that when I started really opening up my mind, I could really achieve whatever I wanted to, even if I didn't have those things that I thought I needed. Right. And I've, I've been talking about on the podcast, like 
qualifications, like what makes you qualified to do something? And then also like the diversity that you see in any type of industry. And I love how you said like, you saw every walk of life, people coming from prison, but they just went for it. So I love how you said you wanted to see people to grow. When did you make that shift? So I think when I started managing people, I remember saying, oh, I wish I had managed people earlier because I feel like it made me a better mom. Right. Because the patience I had with other adults, because I was managing people that were much older than me, much younger than me, like everything in between. And I also managed a lot of men that were older. And so I really had to figure out how am I going to communicate to them in a way that's really going to resonate. And it made me take a step back and really hone in on my patience because I'm from New York, I'm Latina. It's like, get it done do it my way. I'm telling you what to do. Like very, you know, um, bossy, right? Very, um, what was I? I've been called bossy. I've been called aggressive. And I was like, what's wrong with being aggressive? That's what got me here, right? Male dominated industry. Yes. Um, But, you know, I think I was, I was definitely honing in more on my male energy than focusing on my, my, my female feminine side. And, you know, I have two boys, I had to be strong for them, like that whole thing. Uh, But what I realized was that when I took a step back and really, really honed in on my patience and really started diving into that feminine energy, it actually worked more effective. Right. And so when I started seeing those clicks happen, and I remember there was one pivotal moment, um, probably like six, maybe about six years ago, maybe longer, where I was, there was an employee I had that it was either coach him up or coach him out. Like you have to figure out what we're doing with this guy. And like anybody else, there were a lot of really great things about him. And there were things that he needed to work on. And we were not I remember telling him, like, it seems like we speak a different language, like we were not communicating. And I remember thinking, I can't change him, but I need to change me. And when I started speaking to him differently and really focusing on what he was doing well, it course corrected what he wasn't doing well. And I was like, there it is. You have to just reinforce the goodness. It can be that easy. And I saw his change. I saw his shift and I saw the way he was acting different, even within the team, even having nothing to do with me. Right. And I was like, oh, that's the secret sauce. Yeah. And when I started doing that and started treating, uh, coaching everybody the way I coached him, even the great ones still coached the way I coached him, the entire team rose. And that's when our numbers started hitting. And that's when I didn't have to tell them what to do over and over again. They would, it would click. And they would do it their way and they would execute. My job became easier. My assistant's job became easier. And the team felt like everything was easier. And I was like, yes, this is what I want to do. Like, this is filling my cup. Yeah. And so that's kind of how I, I really started digging deep into coaching. So let's talk about your coaching business. What, um, what do you focus on? Is it just what you just said? Like you focus on the good, um, share your secret sauce with moms. Yeah. So I think what, what was the big game changer for me was focusing on me, meaning like, okay, so that conversation didn't go well. What could I have done differently? What was my mindset walking into that conversation? How did I prepare for that conversation? Like everything starts with me. Um, If it goes well, okay. You know, who can I pat on the back? Who can I give thanks to really 
having that service mindset, everything I want in my life, if I want recognition, if I want love, I'm giving that to others. Yeah. So what does that look like? I think it's, it can be tough when it's like, yeah, I want to be in a good mood, but so-and-so's annoying me. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, And when we count on others to make us feel good and we're not really looking at where we are, we're going to be in that consistent circle or, or uh, hamster wheel of, my day started off shitty. Now something else bad happened. Something else bad happened versus, okay, I had that bad moment this morning. Let me dust it off. And it sounds a lot easier in theory than it is in practice. But when you continue practicing that, so I really focus on leadership. What does that mean for self-leadership? What does that mean when I'm leading a team? And what does that mean when I'm leading others, right? So so when I say others, I mean like laterally. So my peers, or when you're in an organization, you still have to lead up and down and across the organization. Um, and so even if it's your own business, you still have to be a leader when it comes to like your clients. And being a leader sometimes means stepping back and allowing right. other people to do things. And so really, I, I really focus on your leadership when it comes to strategy, when it comes to yourself, when it comes to your mindset and confidence um, and kind of really, that's where I, I really focus on your leadership. So would you say that leadership, you show up differently in leadership for yourself or peers, or is it the same? I think it's the same. Okay. <laughs> I think it's the same. So we had this broader conversation around uh, your work persona and your home persona. And I feel like it's really one person. You really should be one person. And I had that uh, dynamic for many, many years in in my life where people at work kind of didn't even know who I was really, because I was showing up with my work version. Um, But when you, I remember being at a, at a business meeting and this man just being like authentically himself. And I remember thinking, wow, Number one, he's crazy for sharing those stories. I don't know that I could do that. But number two, I remember the clients like loving him because he was so authentic. You couldn't do anything but love it, even if the story was crazy. Because it's like, he's just okay with being himself. And I remember thinking, I need to be more like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You like opened your eyes to like, I just need to be me and not the work. And, yeah, and not yeah. be worried about who's judging you. What are they going to think about you? All of those things, because guess what? People judge yeah. anyway. Yeah. Um, and I think I thought started thinking to myself, "What? I love those people. Yeah. The authentic. You know, like who cares what other people think? I love being around those people. So I need to be more like those people because that's what I love being around. Yeah. So how does that show up differently at home? Like as a mom. Do you have a mom persona or is it not? Is it gone? Okay. So that's, a, oh my God, that's such a great <laughs> question. Cause I think we, we do. Right. right. <laughs> and I remember somebody saying like parenting, you have to be a hypocrite when you're a parent. <laughs> I heard that before and I get it right. You don't want your kid knowing that you, especially when they're little, like 10, you don't want them knowing you were drinking before you were 21 or that you smoked weed or whatever it is that you did. I understand, but I will say the more open I became with my kids about, I remember they told me one time, oh, like about me thinking I'm perfect or I act like I'm perfect or something like that. And I remember like, where I had a kid at fifteen, like where am I perfect? Right. Like I couldn't believe that they thought that I thought that, or that I behaved that way, or they thought that. Yeah. And I'm like, no, honey, I am nowhere near perfect. But I, it's like when you were a kid. 
I remember the first time I saw a teacher walking to the bus stop, I was like, oh, they're a real person. Like, yeah. Right. <laughs> so our kids feel that way about us. But I think we have to remind them that we're human. We make mistakes and it is okay for them to also make mistakes because yes. my relationship with my kids got so much deeper. Um, and they became more open when I, the more I told them, Hey, um, I'm trying to grow. I'm reading this book. I'm trying to be better. Um, I made this mistake. I made that mistake. The more open I was, the more open they became. Yeah. And it sounds like the leadership that you shared with that guy that was annoying you or not being, <laughs> not, um, not just not working the way you wanted. And you just shared right. your, you, and it sounds like the same thing. So yeah. I love that. And thanks for sharing. And I love, like, I have gone through that thing where like it's mother's day coming up and this is going to come up after mother's day. We all have that mom role that it's like, Oh my, we have to be perfect. And I just like want to show moms, like they could still be themselves and their kids will still love them for who they are. They will still think they're their mom and all these, the relationship will just flourish. Like you just shared. So I love that. Um, so where do you see you going in 2022? How can people work with you? Um, how do we work with you? Yeah. Thank you for asking that question. So I am in my second phase of my leadership accelerator cohort. So that one's coming up uh, in the beginning of June. I did one uh, for my Witzer cohort. I also take on, I only take on like five one-on-one clients a year. I have three so far, so I am looking for two more. Um, and so, yeah, my leadership accelerator cohort, we, we go through uh, mindset stuff first, then we work on your strategy, we work on your time management, and then last we end with leading yourself, leading teams, um, and really just elevating how you show up in your life, right? Whether it be with your kids, whether it be at work, or you own your own business with your clients, like really showing up in your authority. Yeah. Um, it really goes a long way. I mean, when you can show up as you and not figure out, okay, who do I have to be right now yeah. for my kids, for my client? I have to be ultra professional. I can't I have to wear a suit or whatever it is. It's like, just be you. People will gravitate to you in a, yeah. in a, in a crazy way. And so what would you say to the mom in the group that, uh, that's just like trying to like, maybe they're going through a transition, maybe postpartum depression or empty nesting like transition point and they have to like leave their mom role or leave their sing or their yeah. po- pre-mom role like what would you say to someone going through a transition and um that wants to lead yeah I would say embrace it embrace it life is happening for you and this is if we think back on our lives usually that terrible moment always ends up with a great one and with another great thing and with another great thing. And I think that the more we can embrace like, oh, wait a second, life is happening for me. I know something amazing is about to happen and really just embrace that next level self that you're about to become, the easier the transition is. Even if it's hard, because I've gone, I I went through something really difficult at the beginning of the year. Uh, I can't, well, actually, I can't say really difficult because I was mentally prepared. And I remember thinking to myself, life is happening for me. Life is happening for me. Whatever is next is going to be great. And it got better and better and better. So 
I wish I would have done that in the other times of my life yeah. where things were tough, but I'm learning it now. Yes. I love that. Thank you so much. Where can people find you on social um, website? I'll share your website in the show notes, but share your social media hashtag. Yeah, so I typically hang out on Instagram okay. at coach Jessica Rivera. Um, so yeah, I'd love for you to come and hang out with me there. That's where I spend most of my time. I'm all, usually on my stories and I go live. Uh, so yeah, I'd love for you guys to come hang out with me there. Yay. Thank you, Jessica, for your time and for your stories today. I love it. And I hope moms are inspired. I know they will be inspired by your story to keep growing and glowing. So thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Please share it with all your mom bosses. And I hope you take some nuggets away from this episode. Let's connect. Join the Mom Boss Motivation Community on Facebook or follow me on Instagram at Mom Boss Motivation. Love you. Bye.